Hour number two, Darren, Donnie, and Chase on this Wednesday morning. We're going to give something away. But we're not doing it until we get loaded lines. Two people fell off during the break. We have two lines available, and I'm not going to do this until they're all loaded up. So 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. A hockey question to give away some WWE tickets, which will be at Bridgestone Arena on Monday night, December 2nd. Monday Night Raw. And by the way, these tickets aren't even on sale yet. They go on sale on Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. But we're not going to do it till two more people jump on there. we got to have loaded lines because it's going to take full participation. By the way, speaking of that, Smashville Live returns tonight at Brewhouse South in Cool Springs. That's located at 1855 Galleria Boulevard. And that is from 7 until 8 o'clock this evening. This week's guest tonight will be Predators GM David Poyle and his son, the assistant GM, Brian Poyle. First 50 people there will have an opportunity to get an autograph or a picture. Fans can win tickets to see the Preds take on the Sharks at Bridgestone on Tuesday, October 8th. Plus Nash and the Preds energy team will be there. Smashville Live is brought to you by Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. It's going to be a fun, fun atmosphere tonight. Hope a lot of you get out there. Remember, we're going to be doing – we have amped up those shows. Amped them up. Yeah, we have. To say the least. Smashville Live on steroids, but these steroids are legal. Yeah, it'll be cool to have it every week and do different things. Okay, we've got loaded lines, guys. So we're ready. Oh, yeah. I await go. this question. Go. Okay. With bated breath. This is going to be good. Tickets for WWE Monday Night Raw on the line. Okay. Let's start with Mark. Hey. Mark, what's going on? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, guys. How you doing? Doing fantastic. Here is the question. Now, I only want you to throw out one name. There's six players available for this question. If okay. you correctly guess one of six, Mark, we will put you on hold and you stay alive. If you lose, Max, we X them out because we're only going to do these callers right here, okay? Everybody's No more in. entrance. No more entries. Loaded lines, and these are the participants. Mm. If you miss, Mark, unfortunately, you're out, okay? Okay. Here we go. Six players last season reached 100 points. Six players in the NHL reached 100 points last year, which was the most in any season since the 06-07 season when seven players reached 100 points. Name one player who had 100 points last year to stay alive. Hmm. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, you can do it. Three seconds. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Uh, I can't even. <sighs> Gotta have a buzzer. Oh, mate. In the words <laughs> of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Mark, I'm fired. You're fired. Yeah. I had an answer to it. I just it get, didn't go off my tongue. Sorry, I was going to. Sorry, Mark. Thank That's you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. 
All right. It seemed like a seemed like a really nice I was, guy. I was rooting for him. Seemed like a nice guy. It Just, is a little bit of it's pressure. A it's disadvantage pressure. because now the rest get to think but about it, right? The, don't be that guy though. Starts flipping around your phone and no, you know looking Just, at stuff do up. That. Come on, don't do that. Just, let's go to Scott. Scott. Stay alive, Scott. You're up next. One is eliminated. I need one player who had 100 points last season in the NHL. First time since 06-07 when they had seven players do it. Six did it last year. How about Kucherov? Let's see. That guy down in Tampa, he goes by Nikita Kucherov. Is that correct? Yeah, I think he had 100 assists. So <laughs> He had a lot of points. In the he words had a lot of points. Of WWE superstar Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, Scott, you stay alive. We're gonna Scott put you is hold. alive. Stay alive. Remember Daniel, the... Day, Daniel Day-Lewis, last of the Mohicans? Mm-hmm. That was probably the one that was the easiest, right? Kuchar, yeah. Oh, he yeah. had a ridiculous Low-hanging season. fruit. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Jason. Let's see if Jason can stay alive. Jason, can you name another player? Yeah, I think so. I was going to go with Kucherov, too, but uh, I have to go with McDavid. Connor McJesus. I mean, McDavid. <laughs> Indeed, Jason, he did have 100 points That's two. last year. It is hard to believe Edmonton even had anyone close to it. But, you know, they could score. Uh, they just that guy is going to score. Couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. Had, That's two. They had lots of problems last year. So we got four more? Four more. So Jason is alive. J- oh. Oh, we just lost. James just fell off. Did we lose Ooh, him? Yeah, James, are you gone. there? He gone. He gone. He just, was he out of picks? I think he, I think he hung up because he's like, uh-oh. I don't know this one. <laughs> uh-oh. Harry, you're up next. Can you stay alive? Uh, yes, I can. Okay, I like it. Confidence. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to say Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Boo! Did have a big <laughs> season last year. Sorry. Just a natural reaction. But that is indeed correct. Harry, the Black he's Hawks, alive. Blackhawks, Tays, and Kane were very good. Uh, they last had year. a lot of points. They, they scored sure a lot did. of goals. They gave up a lot of goals. All right, we have three contestants Feel down the to madness. three. Two are gone. Yeah. Three are alive. Let's go back to Scott. There are three more correct answers. Scott, do you have one? Unfortunately, I think Sidney Crosby was one too. <laughs> Boo! Uh, yes, unfortunately, you are correct. <laughs> This list is also not the list of the, the Predators fans' favorite players no. from the other teams. Jason, two more names. Man, I'm going to go with the great eight, Alex Ovechkin. This is getting tougher now. Ooh. This is getting tougher. It will be here next Thursday, a week from tomorrow. Ovechkin. Oh, no. Had a lot of goals. <laughs> Had a lot of Sorry, goals. Sorry, Jason. Thank you. But he's a shooter. He doesn't get the doesn't get the, get the assist, assist to get the hundred. Usually, he can get yeah. you halfway there with the goals. <laughs> a lot of times, that's pretty good. But yeah. he needs fifty more assists, and usually he doesn't get that. How close did he come last year? I don't know. Look that up. I'll look it up. Let's. But see. he was not in the group. That is, eliminates Jason, so that leaves Scott and now Harry to stay alive. Harry, we're down to two names. Can you stay alive? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, say Nikita Kochmas. Say that again. Nikita Kochmas. Nikita, I don't know what you said. I think you meant Kucherov. That's already been yeah. said. He is off the board. 
This is his oh. brother. Oh, is this <laughs> they, have, they have the same first name. <laughs> yeah, Kucherov is off the board. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Homer. Okay, what about Leon? Leon who? Leon Dresnick. <laughs> that is blinking fertilizer. Thank you, Ben. I, I got to be honest. Uh, I got to say, we got, Harry's I think looking. there was a Harry's cheat cheating. sheet. There was a cheat Harry's sheet We got to we got to eliminate Leon. Harry, we just wait. We, we that admire. Was funny. We admire you. that he really wants to go see the wrestling. I I can guarantee you, he wants to see the wrestling. It's somebody handed him a slip of paper. Can you play back, Leon? Yeah, can, again? we need to hear the the pronunciation of Kucherov and give him a second. Can we do that? Which okay, means we may have just given away one. Scott, of the- you've won, but can you? <laughs> that was, can you? But you got to get one. Yeah. Can you name somebody just for extra credit? Uh, um, the the guy that plays with McC- Connor McDavid. Um, Jeez, Chase, you all right over there? Sorry. Holy! I'll cow. give you a hint. The guy did I'm, get the first name right. <laughs> well, you you're right. He dry title. Leon yes. Dreisaitl. There you go. Let's or or Dresselata. <laughs> when he Play said Leon, his money. I knew Harry was in trouble. <laughs> uh, Leon uh, D. Leon D. Dreisaitl. At least he didn't spell it. Yeah, he did not spell it. I Would think you like to we, buy a vowel. We kind of felt like Harry was cheating. With uh, he he got Nikita and Leon, but he was having yeah. a little trouble with the last names. Uh, there's one more name. Uh, By the way, Ovechkin, Easter- if you're curious, had 51 goals and 38 assists, so 89 Can I points. guess at the last one? W- was it Stamkos? Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. Posternak? Nope. He missed. He got hurt and missed mm-hmm. missed some time. Anybody last else year. have a guess? Anyone? Was it Marshan from? Uh, there we go. Oh, there I was close. Go. I was yeah. close. Boom! You had the right. You had the right team. Boom! The right line. Marshan, dirty player. <laughs> not again. Not the most popular guys no. on this list here. No. So indeed, it was Marshan. So those are the six. Scott, are you a wrestling fan? Uh, I I can become one. Well. Uh, you will have that opportunity on Monday night, December 2nd at Bridgestone Arena. So congratulations. Awesome. We're going to put you, you on hold and uh, go have fun at that uh, show on that Monday night. Thank you very much. All right. We're going to put him on hold. Scott was the winner. And we, good. I'd like to give Harry something just for providing some uh, On the other the side show. of the break, we're going to have the replay yeah, of that him. Was, that was fantastic. That was awesome. All right. We will come back. More of Darren, Donick, and Chase on the other side. ESPN 1025 The Game. Nikita Uh <laughs> Thank you, Homer. Okay, what about Leon? Leon who? Leon Dresnick. <laughs> <laughs> Dresnick. Dresnick. Okay, so we have our soundbite every time the Oilers come to town now. <laughs> Who's that really good player besides Connor McDavid on the uh, Oilers? Leon. Leon Dresnick? That's that's fantastic. <laughs> I told you seven did it in 06 and 07, so let's see uh, how good you guys are Ooh. with that. So can now you we're name going back Nikita? Nikita. <laughs> Nikita. Nikita who? Nikita Klotchkus. <laughs> that's awesome. Klotchkus. Klotchkus? He is clutch. He is clutch. He's pretty darn good. In fact, uh... That guy is uh, responsible for the only loss in preseason for the Preds. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was a clutch anybody, goal. Anybody have a name? From 06, 06 07, 07, 07, did it. Crosby. Crosby's Malkin. No Malkin. Ovechkin. Crosby. No Ovechkin. Oh, Thornton. No okay, you. how many you, How many you going to guess <laughs> here? Hold on. Hold on. You, <laughs> Malkin is a no. Ovechkin is a no. Crosby is a yes. St. Louis. And who did you say? Thornton? Joe Thornton. Big Joe is correct. Who did Mar- you say? Marty St. Louis. Yep. There's three. Ooh, good call. Chase. It's three. Three of seven. Um, oh, six. This is going, oh, this is going way back. Uh, there's somebody else on his team. Le Cavalier. Le Cavalier. Yeah, there's four. Pipe down back there. <laughs> this is my wheelhouse right here. I know. Oh, um, six, oh, seven. Is there a teammate of Joe Thornton's? They eliminated the nope. Predators in the playoffs nope. that year. A hundred points. Who, okay. Am Who's, I allowed to guess again, Chase, or no? Hang on. Who was in the cup final? In the cup final was um, 06, Ducks 07 was the Ducks Senators. beat the Senators. Yeah. Danny Heatley? Ooh, Danny Heatley. Thinking of the Senators? That's gross, and that is correct. I knew that was the one I didn't. I was like, nobody's going to get Danny Heatley. Danny Heatley. I don't Would. think the Ducks had a hundred point guy. I don't think. Nope. Yeah, I was going I don't think to that, say maybe I don't think Perry, the Red Wings, one of the guys is a GM. I don't now. think the Red Wings had a 100-point guy. They had very balanced scoring. One of, one of the guys is a, a GM? Yeah. Stevie Y. Nope. No, he would have been done by then. Bill is Karen? he not a GM anymore anyway? No, Stevie Y is with Detroit. He's the Wings GM. Mm-hmm. Bill Guerin? No. Bill Guerin, 100 points? No. Well, I'm trying to think of... He was good. He's not 100 points. 100 points was back then... Well, it was, it was a pretty high-scoring year because it was out of the lockout, a couple years out of the lockout. All right, I'll, this, I'll give you a hint. This guy is an NHL not playing, GM. We should be able to get still that. getting paychecks. Not playing, but still getting paychecks. Yeah, I think, yeah. Pavel Datsuk? Nope. Hosa? Marion. Oh, oh good Hosa. call. Okay. And the GM? By the way, Joe traded, traded for GM Danny and the Predators division. Joe Sackick. Joe Sackett. Joe Sackett's still getting it done at 06 07. How about that? There you go. Still at 100 points in 06 07. That's yep. impressive. It's good. Did you know Heatley was traded for Hosa? Mm-hmm. Straight up? That was a good, interesting trade. Hmm. For whom? Yes. Uh, well, usually things didn't work out very well for the Thrashers and <laughs> <laughs> anything they did. Yes. I mean, look, they, they don't even have... That's why they went away. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even have an alumni team on NHL 20. <laughs> so, they just, they just kind of... The, the Jets use the... It's just, no, nah, it's just the Jets. Thrashers are... What are your guys' thoughts on the Bills game on Sunday? You heard me ask that to Rex Road to close it out in the last hour. Well, th- this is my thought. Minshew, one of the things we discussed during that week was the mystery of him. Where does he fall on the spectrum? Is he one of those few guys that actually does have that skill, that flair, that unexpected ability to go in and make something happen? And he did. He did a lot better than I think a lot of people thought he could do, including myself. And he backed it Mm -hmm. up with another good performance last week and got him a road win. 
Matt Barkley, I think, is a little bit more of a known quantity. If that's who plays and that's who it looks like is going to play, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's official, but it's looking that's that way, right? Kind of how it's going right now. So Matt Barkley has played enough games to where you're saying, okay, he is at best a serviceable backup. It's already an offense that is is not a juggernaut. So I think this is the same type of game plan that you wanted to have against the Jaguars that you couldn't play because you got behind early. The early turnover, all of a sudden, it's 14-0. And you can't just play the, the field position game. I think ideally... You stay in the game. It's a tough defense you're going against, but you have to hope your defense can put your offense in good situations. And you use Brett Kern for your field position game. The yeah. Buffalo Bills have very poor special teams. Now, they got a punt block for a touchdown last week, but in Football Outsiders, they're 30th in overall special teams. So I think that's your blueprint. Uh, they have not stopped the run particularly well, the Bills. So maybe this is a game that Derrick Henry, again, can play a big part. So I like the field position. I like the old school yep. Jeff Fisher kind of game plan for this one. Try to win with my defense. The, Grind the, it out. The biggest thing for me, and and this is why I've been so critical of the offense and Marcus Mariota, is just the lack of consistency. They they had a good game last week. They had a good game against Cleveland. Do it again. Just just do it again. Do it two weeks in a row. This is a much better defense, would you, would you admit? I, I agree. It looks at least on paper. The way it oh, no, it's legit. So this is not a game that you would think you're going to rack up a whole lot of well, offensive not, numbers that look sexy. And, and listen, that's not what I'm saying. They don't have to go out and score 27, 30 points. They're just, not going to. And, and right, and that's fine. Just be consistent. Move the ball, and then, like Willie said, let the defense pick up where the offense you know, has some deficiencies. But just be consistent. That's all I'm asking them to do. And do you remember the final last year? Yeah, it was. There wasn't a 13 12. Yeah, it was like it was 13 know, 12 game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. You can win those games. You just have yeah, they, to. They probably should have won that game. Well, they, they would. Totally. Nick Williams catches yeah. it, sure. And remember also something that happened in that game. They, they turned the ball over too much, right? Right. They, they just protect the football, run the football, be consistent. That's all I'm, that's all I'm asking them to do. Like I, it's as it simple sounds as it so sounds. Easy. It sounds so. I easy. know it does, but that's been the biggest problem. <laughs> that, that, that's easier said than done. But has that not been their biggest problem? Is just not being able to back up. Oh, like they look great. Yeah. They but, look great. But that they, also they, puts they, them with before. a lot of. There's a lot of teams that, in the NFL especially, are probably saying the same things to some degree and some version, because it's so hard to dominate in this league. There's very few teams that can be dominant. But you're you're striving for that, so I, I agree with you, Chase. Let's let's see if they can do it. They, I mean, the Rams might, might be rainy. Fifty five at home to Tampa. Yeah, I, uh, the, how do you there's, explain? There's that? always something, right? Especially in the early weeks of the season, that has you going. The Vikings what? just dominated the Falcons first game of the season. Dominated them in the last two weeks. They are awful. You awful. Know, you, that it's a fair point. The NFL in general is just inconsistent right now. Well, it's, I mean, a, it's, it's a very it's and it's early. Much, it's early in the season. Pretty much, right? I mean, that, how do you explain Carolina going into Houston and beating the Texans? How do you explain it with yeah. Kyle with Allen? Backup, yeah. How do you explain Kyle that? Allen losing three fumbles in the game yeah. and still, and still winning, winning on the road? Yeah, there's things that don't make sense. It's, <laughs> it's an incredibly difficult product and, to and, predict. And what I am saying, I'm not putting all of that on Marcus. This, it's going to be on everybody. The, the The receivers need to play the way they did last week. I would like to see more of Adam Humphreys. I would like to see more of Delaney Walker. 
So uh, Deion Lewis, can he yeah, show up at some point? When you say that, though, Chase, it's still it, it, it ha- he has to shoulder most because it's the quarterback play dictates so much. I understand, and so you know it's like Kirk Cousins. It's the same thing. They're killing him. Look, right? I've the first cr- couple weeks, it's like okay, everything is okay, and now the last two weeks, they are just absolutely crushing. Kirk Cousins. I was critical of him after a win, and I got crushed for it because nobody wants to hear anything bad about Marcus Mariota. I'm just pointing out what I see that he is—he's inconsistent. I want to see it, you know, put together quarter to quarter, half to half, week to week. I, I don't think that's every, asking a whole lot. No, every, I mean, we're in year five. I mean, we we know that's—it's more than fair at this point. Let's go to Brad. Brad, what's up? Hey guys, a um, couple uh, comments on a question for you guys. Uh, obviously, the other day he was Mariota was under the uh, uh, under direction to get rid of the ball and not take a sack at any cost, judging from some of the throws that were you know twenty yards out of bounds, which is a step up from being third and eighteen to second and eighteen. So that was a good thing. They, you know, the good thing is too, they're what they're two and two. They're in the race of division. Here's my fear, and here's a question for you guys: What do you do if they're eight and eight? And Mariota has fifteen touchdown passes, looks okay, not great. I mean, what do we do? Yeah, and that's the that's the fear I think most Titans fans have. We're heading down that road. Well, how do you answer it? If we throw it back at you, how do you answer it? Hey, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's tough because there's a lot of worse quarterbacks in the league. You know, and there's I mean, he's going to go somewhere. I mean, you know, if we let him go, he's going to sign somewhere. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, but then you look at guys like Minshew and and you know the, the, the real rookies that are starting. They're actually doing fairly well and exciting to watch. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. And that's a hard question. I, my thing is probably I would re-sign Tannehill and try to draft a rookie or do something to try to get something exciting in there. And that's kind of my Here's thought. what's crazy, Brad. Think, just think about what we were just talking about right as you were calling in. Kyle Allen is undefeated as the Carolina Panthers <laughs> starting. He's like 4-0 all time. Yeah. I think he won the last game of the season. Is he 2-0 and or 3-0 and this year without Cam? 2-0. 2-0. So he's 3-0 and as the starter for the Carolina Panthers – Cam Newton is, I think, lost his last eight or nine starts as the quarterback of the Panthers. You got people are now saying that they should just stick with Barkley in Chicago and not even break when Trubisky's ready. Just stick with Daniel. I mean, Chase Daniel. What did I say? Barkley? Yeah, Chase Daniel. People are like, just stick with Chase Daniel. He he's better than Trubisky. It's like what? Yeah, it's crazy. And like you said, Minshew undefeated as the Jags quarterback. He's a sixth round pick and he's a rookie. I thought he yeah. lost one, or was that when he came in in relief? Oh, yeah, that was yeah, that wasn't yeah. on him. He hasn't okay. lost as the starter, right? It, By it, the way, was Kyle Allen undrafted? Am I saying yes, this right? Yes, undrafted, undrafted free guy. Yeah, wow. Well, do we want to go eight and eight for the next five years? Well, and that to answer your question, Brad, I think if you go eight and eight, nine and seven again, and you, the scenario plays out where it's fifteen touchdowns, it's it's a mediocre. You have to ask yourself: Are you willing to just be a mediocre team? Because that's yeah. that's what you are going into at that point year six. That's that's what you're going to be with him. But if your roster is in a position to win, then starting over a quarterback is a right, tricky, tricky thing. But we all said that thing. this year it was. So what what's the excuse for next year? I see that, that's we all why, went that's in this year saying there are no more excuses. A, that's why it's such a difficult decision. Why? To make. When would it ever because be? Because you're looking at Andy Dalton. You're looking at Tannehill. You're looking at yep. a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's those are the options that are out there. There is not. I know, but that's what I'm I'd saying. Be, Look at all these examples we're talking about, and it's working. Like, do, do you think though that the Broncos are happy right now today that they went out and went for Flacco? No. Like he he's not getting any younger, no. right? So 
they could have lost without Flacco. Yeah. Right? They could have been trying somebody. New. So that, it's just it's such a hard thing to do. So we, you know, here we are. We're in week. We're, we've played one month out of four. And the, our position on Mariota is probably no different than it has been for a good while now that we know he's good enough to play. But we know he may not be good enough to take you where you want to go, but you can also do a lot worse. You can do a lot yeah, worse. It's, and you know what? That's a bad place to be, right? <laughs> it's, it's a, hard, it's a it's horrible place you, to be. Because now you don't have any more time to buy. It's You've like got always to make drafting a decision an 8-8. Eight eight. There's yeah. no reward at all. You don't make the playoffs, the, and you're right. in the middle of the pack yeah. in the first round. So it's just a horrible, horrible place to be. There, there are intriguing quarterbacks, though, that you could develop, but it's a big you know, gamble if, if it works out. Doug, what's up? Hey, guys, I've been thinking about it early in the season and uh, just heard NFL Network or one of the networks talking about how Jameis, you know, is looking good. Bruce Arians has developed quarterbacks, and both Marcus and uh, Jameis had a good weekend. My question to you guys is, and I've said all along, I don't think either one of them will be around this time next year. So my question is, who do you think will be with their respective programs this time next year? And, and which which who are you asking us about? Jameis and will Jameis be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Will Marcus be with the with the uh, Tennessee Titans? It, you know, it's, the Winston thing is you, is interesting. Winston has has rebounded but pretty he's well. The same so far. thing. High, the minute yeah. the minute you get excited, there's going to be a four pick game, and they'll get their doors blown off. Well, he has thrown five already this year. He's second only to. Uh, Matt Ryan. So I'm saying the minute yeah. you fall in love or with Winston, there, there will be an El Stinko game, and it's right back to square one. I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's the highs and the lows, and what do you do? The highs are really I good. Think that, I, I think Winston's on a different team I, because I think Bruce Arians is just going to want to go get his own guy. But it's, it's an interesting question because Bruce Arians just got there. Who's his own guy, Carson Palmer? Yeah, he'll come out of retirement. <laughs> Who's this guy? Kurt Warner. Kurt, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. <laughs> Those guys well, still no, throw it. They can still spin it. Andrew Luck. But uh, now why am I blanking on the <laughs> Matt you know, Liner? Matt Liner. Who are, who are you trying to? Well, um, the big quarterback from Marshall, the ex-quarterback, he's the offensive coordinator. Byron Leftwich? Yeah, Byron Leftwich. Yeah. So so they have some new coordinators, new ideas. I. It'd be interesting if he can sustain this for, because they're in the very same boat. I know. What's the alternative? I know, but now the Bucks might be in a little bit more of a. Well, we need to sort of break it down and rebuild. So let's go draft. But here's the, when you say what's the alternative. But what has been? Give me the ceiling. Is the ceiling good? No, the ceiling's average. No, it's average. That, that's not a good place to be either, right? When you very say, true. I get it. There could be a drop off, but right now, if your ceiling is average, is that a good place to be? No. Seven and nine, eight and eight, no. nine and seven. If that's your ceiling, well, then what are you talking You're about? You're the middle of the road every year. I, I have a question on Marcus that I almost don't want to ask, but we're we're right around it, so I'm going to ask it anyway. You want me to do that now, or do you want to? Well, let's real quick. Curtis, let him weigh in. Curtis, what's up? Hey, um, I just wanted to make a comment on the caller a minute ago that asked whether Winston and Mariota be with their teams next year. I don't know about Mariota because I believe – I'm not sure how much Tennessee Titans actually care or the fan base cares. As long as Mariota's okay and nice guy, it seems that's fine. But um, I believe 100% I would bet everything that I have that Winston will be the starting quarterback of the Bucks next year. You would bet everything. Want, <laughs> everything yeah, you have. Inf- yes. 
I mean, he just won in, uh, NFC that. Offensive Player of the Week. And, yeah, he has five interceptions, but three of them came in week one of a brand-new offense. Curtis? And since I, then, he's the seventh-ranked quarterback in the NFL. I think you're out of your mind to make that comment. He, he's off to a good start. you got to give him that. I agree. But to say you would bet everything you have that <laughs> he'll be back? Bet, I mean, look at it this way. The Bucks, unlike the Titans, the Titans brought in a starting quarterback to back up Mariota because I believe they don't have 100% faith. The Bucks let Fitzpatrick walk and brought in literally nobody behind Winston because they now, are wait a minute, wait a minute. Sold. They have the man from last year who played here. Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, see what I mean? Absolutely nobody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I agree. That helps oh, James' chances. Do comment. you want to make a lunch bet? You don't think he'll be sure, back next absolutely. year? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't bet everything no, I have. No, but, but 100%? I think, come yeah. on. I mean, I, I'm not saying it can't happen, but 100%? A hundred percent. Without, I have no fear about it. I told my brother before going into the season that Winston will be signed, or that he'll be the starting quarterback next year. Are so you, it could be a franchise tag, but he will be the starting quarterback next. year. What percent are you on the kicker being back next year? <laughs> oh, I, you know, I have no idea. Like I swear to God, you know, like we talked about last time I called in, he'll miss four kicks and then he'll kick a fifty-eight yarder and go perfect. I have no idea. I'm just going to go with. He's a rookie, and I'm going to pray to God our kicking situation doesn't keep going like this. Curtis, I love your passion, but I think you're crazy to say you'd bet everything yeah. and you'd be back. I, I would definitely make the lunch bet. Okay, okay. let's let's do it. We got we got it down. Me and Curtis have a little All lunch right. bet. I love Curtis as a caller. He's got he's got, the, he's got the excitement. I love he's got he the excitement it. we're looking for. But a hundred percent by every no. He bet said he'd bet everything. everything. He said he'd bet everything. He'll be back next year. We, we had a, we we talked him off the ledge. We went we got him down to lunch though. That's good. you know what I should have asked him. Do you have much, Curtis? Do you, do you have nothing to lose? <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. I live in my car, man. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's pretty lofty. All right, we'll come back. We'll learn a little bit more about the opponent of Vanderbilt. We'll talk to Nick Suss. On the other side, Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Don't forget tomorrow, silly underdog picks. We'll review, we'll make our picks. Weekly winners, pair of tickets to an upcoming sporting event here in town or our concert. You can go to thegamenashville.com or ESPN The Game Nashville mobile app and play along with us. You get three picks out there. We only get one. Darren and I have to find a good one. We need about you eight. You guys are. We need about eight. You guys need, yeah. You guys we need something. Struggling. Struggle bus. Of course, uh, Silly Underdog picks every week and every year. We really appreciate this. Sponsored by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. And we do appreciate them being on board yet again. Got some really interesting phone calls here in the last segment. Bringing up some really tough questions to answer. Yeah. Good questions that are really tough to answer. Well, okay, so the, this is a question I want to throw at you guys. And this is the one that I don't necessarily want to ask, but I'm going to because he's in a contract year. Would you be shocked? I'm not asking if you think it will happen. I'm just asking, would you be shocked if Marcus, at the at the end of the season, pulls a Andrew Locker, Jake Locker, and says, you know what? I'm good. I'm yes, not going to I'm not going to go. And, and because the Titans have decided they're – you know, it's looking like they might move on, and he's like, "I'm good. I'm going to walk away." I would be shocked, unless there is some injury that takes place between now and then that has his long-term outlook 
affected. Like another the elbow but he's injury. Had, he's had something. injuries, so I mean that that's why I'm asking this question because he he's does, battled injuries throughout his career. I, I get no indication from him that that he wants to stop playing. I, I mean, look, at some point, do I, I? I agree. I think an injury does change that that tone. But I mean, if it's just going to be like this the rest of the year, then no, he's not. Uh, he's he's going to make some money. But, in this league yeah. somewhere. If there's another horrific injury. Whether it's here or somewhere else. Could he say, I'm done with this? I'm done dealing with this stuff? Sure. I mean, there's still a long ways to go. There's 12 games left. So Right. And truthfully, if I'm just, you know, if you're asking me to make a decision right now, based upon how he's playing, even though I think he's he's got a higher, you know, caliber he could go, he could play better, the Titans probably resign him. They probably are like, all right, we're good with this. We're, we're good with 9-7. What, what, what do you pay him? Well, see, that's, that's where I think it is the question. That's where the rubber would meet the road in that scenario because he has to be a bargain. He has to be a guy that you're getting at a rate to where you have extra room in your What's salary What's a bargain cap. in today's game? That, I, I'm not enough of an expert in the cap to be able to do that, but I, I would try to squeeze him. I would try to say, you want to be a no starter way here? you can get 30 or, million. 30 million or more, there's or no do you way. Tag, do you tag him and buy yourself a year? That's a tough one, too. But that's, that's, that's a way high number. Yeah. What's yeah, I wouldn't want to do I that. I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't want to. The, the Kurt Cousins deal, Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Let's go to Nick Suss. We've always okay. enjoyed our conversations with him. Covers Ole Miss for the Clarion Ledger. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Before we talk about Vanderbilt's opponent on Saturday night down there in Oxford, you know we've talked to you about the first two picks of the Titans uh, the last couple times we've talked to you, and Jeffrey Simmons, of course, has not touched the field, but A.J. Brown certainly has touched the field and had two games now where he's been quite impactful in two road games. First game of the season in Cleveland and this past weekend down in Atlanta. What what do you make of A.J. Brown, kind of the emergence here in the first month of the year? I'm, I can't say I'm too surprised just because I happened to see him really emerge as a talented player for so long at Ole Miss. But the one thing I will say is when he was at Ole Miss, I never really thought of him as a deep threat. That was more of DK Metcalf's role on the team. AJ was more of the go-over-the-middle player, be the slot guy, rack up 100 catches a year. So seeing the Titans use him kind of as the field stretcher has been impressive for me because he was, I mean, the knock on him in the pre-draft process was he didn't have the top flight speed. I mean, you saw him outrun the entire Falcon secondary uh, on that first touchdown of his the other day. The second touchdown was more of what I was used to, of him just bodying up a corner and being more physical and being the talent he is. But his emergence as a deep threat, I mean, you guys have followed the Titans as long as I have, you know they haven't had a deep threat maybe since they've moved to Nashville. So if A.J. Brown can be that guy, that'd be huge. Yeah, I was going to say the thing that's really popped out at me is, you're right, that second touchdown, that's kind of what we were expecting, but... It's been the yards after catch, right? I mean, he's had yeah. some really big plays where, you know, it's the yards after catch that got everybody's attention. Yeah, and he had the ability to stretch the field. He had the ability to go after the catch when he was in Oxford, but it was more because he was going through people. He wasn't avoiding contact, and he still isn't. He's not shy. But the way he's been able to, I, I think back to that first catch of his against the Browns where – he kind of turned on the jets and ran through the entire secondary and made a lot of people miss until he ran out of room to his left. I, I think that's really impressive uh, and really indicative of 
how he's been able to grow, how he's been able to adjust, and, and maybe the way the Titans can use him off of Corey Davis and use him off of Delaney Walker to get him into space a little more than kind of similarly to how they did it at Ole Miss with DK Metcalf and Dawson Knox being able to create space for him. 6.30 kickoff down in Oxford. This is a critical game for both programs. So let, let's start yeah. with a critical position. We know in football, the guy that's under center, um, who's who's going to be out there on Saturday night for Ole Miss? The, the best bet is both. Oh, okay. Uh, so Ole Miss has made it pretty clear in the last two weeks that they are comfortable using a two-quarterback system. And if there's anything that people might remember about Rich Rodriguez from his days at West Virginia, Michigan, and Arizona is that he's never been afraid to use a two-quarterback system. He uh, even used two quarterbacks when Pat White was at West Virginia, and Pat White was one of the most productive college quarterbacks ever. So if Matt Corral is healthy, which I got to see him at practice a little bit yesterday, he looks like he is back to full range of motion. The question is, can he throw? And I think that I haven't seen him throw yet, but I do think he should be ready by Saturday. I expect him to probably be the predominance and that's a scary thing to say when I haven't seen him throw but I do think that John Rice Plumley did enough last week against Alabama to justify having a couple of packages and whether that's a 50-50 split or giving him two drives early as a running quarterback I do think we're going to see both of them a lot of that hinges on whether or not Corral truly is healthy with bruised ribs he kind of just have to wait and see there's no way of knowing if he's going to be able to throw and breathe and do all of the things that a quarterback needs to do in the pocket but they're going to put rib protectors on him and I would be kind of surprised if he didn't play what did you take what was your biggest takeaway Nick from their performance against Alabama I I I have to think that they were not demoralized at all they got carved up like a lot of people in some ways but they had great moments in that game they 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 had some times where they had to walk off the field going, hey, we look pretty good against the best there is. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is actually building off of that, which is Matt Luke and his staff refused to think that way. After the game, I asked, hey, you scored four touchdowns against Alabama, and all of them were thrown, caught, ran, or both by a true freshman. Two true freshman quarterbacks threw three touchdowns. A true freshman quarterback ran a touchdown. A true freshman running back caught a touchdown. And two true freshman receivers caught touchdowns. you got to be excited if you can do that against Alabama. I asked Matt Luke about it, and he says, we're, winning. we're trying to win for our seniors now. There's no excuse for losing this game. We, we came here to win, and we didn't do that. And they kind of reiterated that on Monday when we got to talk to him and Mike McIntyre and Ruth Rodriguez, the coordinators. They are... They are trying to get to that six-win plateau, and maybe it's possible if you look at the schedule. That involves upsetting a team like Texas A&M and Mississippi State and a couple of those, but they really are using the blueprint that they had against Alabama to think, hey, maybe Ole Miss isn't done yet. And, and I think to your point, if you if you look at some of the things they succeeded at against Alabama, whether it was they've been very stout against the run all year, and and they kind of held Alabama without a good rushing attack until the second half when the game got away. You look at the way the offense was able to move the ball pretty consistently. You put up 31 points against Alabama, you're always going to be pleased. I think all of that kind of combines to being something this team can build forward from. 
You you just sort of spelled it out. You look at the schedule, and Vanderbilt is exactly the, in the same spot where everybody who follows these teams realizes that this is a massive swing game for both. So uh, yeah. sometimes I think you lose sight of the other team's perspective on it. So from Vanderbilt's perspective, it's like this is one they've got to have realistically to get to where they want to go. But it's the very same thing for Ole Miss, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the math, Ole Miss had seven or eight winnable games on its schedule to start the season. They've already lost two of them because I don't think anybody saw Cal being a top 25 team when they uh, got to Oxford and they lost to Memphis by five points week one in a game where Ole Miss really hadn't figured out its new offense yet. I think that if Ole Miss loses this game, the math becomes borderline impossible to get to a bowl because then you'll need to get your third win against New Mexico State, and then four, five, and six have to be against, well, Mississippi State and Texas A&M, but then your other three games are Auburn, LSU, and I'm I'm missing somebody, but you're starting to, Missouri, but you're starting to play really, really top-tier teams. It's going to be tough, and and I know Vanderbilt's in a similar boat, maybe being in the SEC East. They, They get to avoid Auburn this year. They get to avoid... Uh, Alabama this year, but it, it's still a tough road for both of these teams. And and I I think either team, whichever team loses this game, they're going to have to really upset a lot of people uh, to get to six. We're talking to Nick Suss from the Clarion Ledger about Ole Miss as they take on Vanderbilt this weekend. And with all of that said, uh, of talking about trying to get bowl eligible, and you have two new coordinators, what is the temperature of Matt Luke's seat right now? I don't think it's as hot as some people are anticipating. Uh, for one, because last year's recruiting class was pretty darn good, as I mentioned, when you had so many true freshmen scoring against Alabama. This year's recruiting class is shaping up to be pretty much as good as last year's was. And then there's the major issue that I think people in Mississippi are sick of hearing about, but maybe people in Nashville might not be super familiar with. Ole Miss has an interim chancellor and an interim athletic director. So it's really hard to fire somebody. Uh, there's there's not anybody full-time in a position of power to approve of these decisions. So you'd have to be asking an interim athletic director or an interim chancellor to approve of a new head coaching hire, which I don't know if anyone who is looking to get that job, whether it's the chancellor job or the athletic director job, whoever comes in probably wants to pick their guy. So if, unless they can get those hires done by the Egg Bowl the last weekend in November, uh, I don't necessarily see the timing working out. So, so that might favor Luke as well. But also, when you're on probation for two years, this is your first year off probation, it would be kind of doing him dirty that he took this head coaching job, steadied the ship through what could have you know, tanked some programs and kept them around that 5-6 win plateau while they were on probation to, to cash out in year one off probation might not be a great look for the university. It's going to be an interesting game Saturday night, critical game for both teams, but only one's going to emerge as the winner. And uh, who knows what the discussion piece will be on the, the team that loses. Nick, thanks for the visit as always. We'll talk to you down the road. I'm happy to talk y'all. All right. That is Nick Suss, Ole Miss beat writer for the Clarion Ledger. That'll do it for hour number two. We'll kick off the third hour with Tim Hasselback, our weekly chat with him. It's coming up next on ESPN 1025 The Game.